Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Post weekend review. I'm your host Dave, and with me this week we've got a very happy Simon O'Regan. Hi, you alright? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm presuming you are as well. Oh, absolutely over the moon. Good. Uh, and cast in the less than happy camp is Carl. How are you, sir? Yeah, flashing terrific. Sorry, only one, only one more week of this, and then you get four weeks off. Well, yeah, I was thinking this. It's only one more, one more week of pain, probably. Yes, but let's dissect the week just gone first. Um, there was no early game this week, so we'll do the Saturday games alphabetically. Um, I mean, helpfully, the f- the first game is the most entertaining game of all time. Uh, Leeds 4, Bournemouth 3. Um, this had pretty much everything. Um, who saw more of this? I mean, it was a Saturday 3 o'clock, so probably neither of you saw much of it, but who won first digs at this? <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was mental, wasn't it? I, I just... It, two teams that... Defending just seems to be a complete alien concept to the pair of them, <laughs> which which made for a really entertaining game. I mean, it leads, obviously, on the back of uh, an excellent result last weekend at Anfield. Looked like they'd, they'd really fucked it they? when they, they found themselves 3-1 down to Bournemouth, who were on, you know, been on a terrible run. But... Yeah, I suppose you've you got to give credit to Leeds for, for coming back from that because, I mean, I don't think, despite the result last week, the fans are still particularly happy with Jesse March and how things are going. So at 3-1, you know, it could have got really, really, really bad for them, but they managed to, to get themselves back into the game and, 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 you know, go on and get the three points in the end. But from sort of what I saw uh, on match of the day, really Bournemouth, I should have put this game out of sight. You know, when they went 3-1 up, you, you can't be can't be 3-1 up against, let's be honest, a, a fellow relegation rival away from home and, and not come away with, with at least a point as a bare minimum. So, uh, yeah, I think you sort of mentioned last week, Dave, that it, it's, you feel like the, the tide has properly turned for Bournemouth and... Two gate, two weekends in a row now. They've let two goal leads slip. And obviously, Tottenham is a much harder opposition, but you, you you just you cannot be doing that at all. And you would um, 
you'd be really, really worried for them now. And as for Leeds, obviously it's good that they've got themselves the three points and currently sitting 12th in the league, which, you know, it's obviously a very nice sort of mid-table position, but it's still it's only three points off the bottom three and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of lot of work that still needs to be done at that club if, if they're going to survive because it's all well and good being out, you know, coming up against a team like Bournemouth who are going to give you chance after chance after chance but they just cannot stop conceding goals and I would, I would be worried for both of these teams but it was, it was a very entertaining game nonetheless for the neutral. It was, as you say, 1-0 down after three minutes and then 3-1 up and then Leeds pulled it back around for the second time in a week. Um, as you say, up, up to 12th for Leeds, which makes it look really good, but when you think they've kind of snatched, well, at least four points uh, in the last week or so, um, the table have been looking very different. But I suppose it shows the uh, the Leeds players are still very much playing for their um, for the manager. Uh, Carl, what, what do you make of Leeds and the Jesse Marsh experiment? Yes, it's charming at the nail on the head there. I think, I think, I, I don't think they're, they're very happy with them, but it's two wins out of two, and well, two wins in the last two games. Sorry, you can't really. Well, you can fault them, but you know they won't because it's six points that they never should have had. Let's face it. Um, they they do concede by the truckful, um, and I, I'll I keep saying this: they're not good. They're really not good. I know Bournemouth aren't good either. Uh, it, it's it's showing a lot with them now as well. Because like and again, Simon said there, dropping two got when you're getting beat consistently when you're ahead, it just shows the mentality is pretty weak. Don't want to tell Anki scored for God's sake. He should be winning. I mean, <laughs> that happens every now and then. He he scored some reasonable goals this season. Um, it, it, took, it took a while to get going, but now he's, he's like, you know, the Pringles are open. He just can't stop scoring now. <laughs> it's uh, it's as hideous as it is good for him, but, you know, we'll we'll, we'll let him be while they're losing. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, like, it Leeds are completely in a false position. 12th, mm. the 12th, but we're only two points behind them, and we're in 16th. So it's not, it's not, you know, all... It's absolutely the most bizarre season. I mean, we'll, we'll go through the rest of the results shortly, obviously. But when you look at the table, and there's Liverpool in ninth with 16 points, and Southampton in 18th with 12 points, like that, that's, yeah. that's not normal for for 13, 14 games, 12 games, whatever it is for some teams. Like that's just not right. But especially when you think looking at Leeds, you know, before last week they got eight games without a win. And and now now they're sitting in twelfth like that. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's still a test to me how bad this league is to me personally. I can't decide if it's really bad or really good. Like it's obviously not really good because there's some absolutely terrible teams in there. But um, I don't know. It's nice that there's not like you know this time last year we had four points. Like <laughs> we, we were abysmal, um, and there's no team like that this year. Like you know, for all teams to be in at least double figures by this stage is uh, is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless of whether you fall on the sides of the fence that it's really good or really badly, what what no one can say is that it's not 
like interesting or intriguing and entertaining mm. because you just you cannot predict what's going to happen uh, other than like Arsenal, Newcastle, and Man City winning. <laughs> like, everything else is up for grabs. Yeah, yeah. I must apologise. Well, I, I was looking at uh, Saturday's table there when I said Liverpool had 16 points. Of course, spoilers alert: one on Sunday, um, which we'll come back to shortly. Um, do you have anything else to say about um, Leeds or Bournemouth before we move on? Who the hell is Greenwood for Leeds? I think Greenwood is a Ben. They nicked off Sunderland a few years ago. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he was like 16 or something when Sunderland were obviously in oh. dire straits. And I think Leeds poached him. If that's who I think it is anyway. Someone fire up the Google-a-tron and, uh, and confirm <laughs> him right now. He took his goal really well. Um, I'll give him he that. Whoever, whoever he is. Um, but uh, I was. was that? Arsenal. Oh. I know who's at ah, good, good, good. So well done. Well done ah, local knowledge remains somewhat intact. <laughs> um, yeah, worrying for Bournemouth, I think. Um, they've gone from like, oh, how are Bournemouth 7th to 17th in about three games? So, <laughs> yeah, that's, it, they've dropped like a stone, haven't they, to be honest? Uh, as soon as the honeymoon for Gary O'Neill was over, um, he's pretty much got divorced. Like, surely over this, over this, uh, this upcoming break, they will either get taken over or appoint someone who isn't Gary O'Neill. <laughs> well, they have, so. they've, they've got us twice in a week now. So, you know, the honeymoon might be reignited. Ah, that's it. <laughs> the blue pills won't be popped. <laughs> Reading that what you will. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll come on to that as well. <laughs> um, right. Our second game of Saturday 3 o'clock in Manchester City 2, Fulham 1. Um, this didn't tell the full story, of course. Man City went ahead early doors through Alvarez um, and then went down to 10 men when Cancelo was sent off for um, Dogzo on um, Harry Wilson. Uh, Pereira scored the pen and then in the 907th minute, uh, Haaland slotted a penalty just about underneath Giolano uh, and Man City won 2 1. Um, why do teams play against Man City who when Man City go down to ten men and continue playing like they're playing against twelve men? I, I just I don't understand the logic in that at all. Yeah, it's an odd one, wasn't it? Cause Fulham, it's not like it's not like it was um, like a Bournemouth or Forest going away to Man City. Not not, not that Fulham are you know an amazing team, but Fulham are decent and they've played like good football this season. So you kind of yeah. I'd, I was a bit surprised that you thought one with City going down to ten men so early on in the game as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd have expected them to have had a bit more of a go. Not saying you open yourselves up, you know, crazily, but you've there's an opportunity there. You look at was it Crystal Palace last season went there and I think City had a player sent off in the first half and I mean Palace won it two 0 or two one and yeah. they did it by by having a, a real go at them so. Yeah, it was a real missed opportunity for Fulham, that. I think they missed Mitrovic. Yeah. That Carlos Vinicius is. <laughs> is he the one who's on loan? Is he the one who's on loan at Spurs for a bit? Yes. Ah, right, OK. And scored, like... I'm sure he scored a couple against Marine and celebrated yeah, like yeah. he just scored against Barca. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what a divvy. He's only human. You know, goal's a goal. Yeah, well, 
it is and, pretty and also like if you train with Harry Kane I imagine celebrates like the toast popping up like absolutely everything's a re- <laughs> everything's a record for him so uh, are I can... we going to discuss the Cancelo red yeah um, I won't give my opinion first because I sound like you, you sound like you have something to say Pucci do you I think it's a red yeah, it is yeah good we agree that's fine Sorry, any thoughts um, uh, you look full house yeah <laughs> oh good I thought we had I thought we're heading towards some sort of uh, Raj chat there, but um, how are them called? Why is it a red card? I, I just he, he's he's through on goal. He's completely through on goal, and Cancelo knows as well. He's, he's he, I know he complains, but you can see him sort of look and go, ah oh, crap. Ah, um, I, I think he's, he's come across him. He's through through on goal. If he doesn't follow him, he's scoring. It's just simple as that, really. Yeah. What What did you think of the actual awards of the penalty? The Harlem one. Yeah. I think it's a pen. Soft, yeah. Isn't it? It's. It's. I think De Bruyne has played for it, but also if you're going to be stupid enough, just take a swipe at him in the in, in the in the 95th minute. I don't care how good you are at card tricks, you can't do that. Like. Yeah. It's. You can tell by his feet as well that he knew he'd touched them as well, because mm-hmm. he turns round and he doesn't really go. What do you do? Oh my God! What are you doing? He sort of goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um, it's, it's a penny clips him. It's it's a pen. It, I mean, don't even know. He goes down like he's been shot. Mm. Yeah, but it is a pen, I think. Aye, uh, well, I think we're seeing more and more like players who don't go down obviously won't get a penalty. So, in that respect, I don't think yeah. you really blame them for going down. But um, yeah, I think it was a penalty. Um, and I don't know how anyone even made an argument out of the Cancelo red card. Like you say, he, he makes absolutely no attempt for the ball um, and pushes him over, more or less. Yeah, I agree. Mm. But as, as as we saw in uh, in games later on in the weekends, that doesn't necessarily mean it should be a penalty. Well, uh, not even a foul, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I'll look forward to that chat later. Um, yes. <laughs> so the, the Man City train... Uh, has shown signs of slowing down, but still gets there in the end, annoyingly. Um, still their title to lose? I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, for me, yeah. Uh, Alvarez took his goal well. He did, by the way. He did. Um, and then, I, I, well, I don't think he touched the ball the remainder of the time he was on the field. <laughs> he was pretty poor, like, but he, that's what he do, though, though. Did he just get the goal, get the win, move on, won't he? City for you, they do, and may I say, I wouldn't say they made hard work, but obviously because they played against ten men for an hour um, and, were, and were barely troubled. But uh, they got there in the end, um, and that's almost an awful penalty, by the way, from Haaland. I think oh, uh, yeah. Leno will be kicking, Leno will be kicking himself for letting that one in. Oh, he's crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's Man City's penalty record is quite odd isn't it like it's well, not just me thinks there's something well weirds going on well i find it odd because like they went through a phase where like, if you missed you never took a penalty again and bear in mind they've had like you know gundogan is obviously you know he's got the german genes so he's not going to miss many uh Dreiner, mares aguero previously um several others have taken pen to them and they miss and they never get a chance again. Mares misses every week, and it's like, ah, Riyad, you, yeah, up you go, son. Like every, <laughs> every time. He, he always miss. Always seems to miss. I can't remember seeing him score. 
he just seems to I'm blast it. He just seems to blast it as hard as he can, and it inevitably gets saved. Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's very odd. But I said like De Bruyne, like must have scored maybe five out of five, and he missed one. I was like, ah, Kev, never again will you take a spot kick. <laughs> and it's it's just such a like a weird thing because no striker, or no, I don't think any player in history has ever scored every pen. Even Malatissia missed one. Well, he, you know, he also has strange views on the world, so maybe he's not the best example. <laughs> Uh, let's go f- from one extreme to the other. Um, to Nottingham Forest 2, Brentford 2. Um, another entertaining game. Um, we're not one for the purists defensively on Saturday. Um, Forest uh, went ahead, I want to say. I can't yeah. remember what happened now. Yes, Forest went ahead, uh, and then Brentford obviously equalised and went ahead through Bissa with a little, a little dinky lob, and then in injury time... I think it's gone down to an own goal, but Gibbs White claimed that one as well. I don't know. They finished 2-2. Um, Dean Henderson was very, very upset about the penalty that got given against him. Um, to the point where I thought he was going to get sent off for complaining enough for two yellow cards. Um, Carl, penalty for you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, they just... It's the consistency of the whole penalty giving and not. I can see why Dean Henderson is upset because it's Dean Henderson, he's a moaning bastard anyway. <laughs> um, but I think it is. I think it is a pen. Soft, but it's a pen. I think that was the theme um, of a couple. Um, soft, stupid decisions. But at the end of the day, they're not changing their minds. And you can stand in two blue in your face, scream at the ref, it's not a pen, it's not a pen. But that's probably going to make him give him more. Well, aye, uh, perhaps. Um, I'm just, I'm just strangely amused that Sam Surridge is a Premier League footballer. <laughs> well, he's, he's on the books, I mean. He came on. Yeah, but he isn't, you know, he hasn't contributed contribu- 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 anything yet, has he? Like. Um, <coughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I think I think you you could substitute any number of Forest players into that sentence there, Carlin, <laughs> and it would stand. Yeah, it would stand yeah. Up. And, and Willie Bowley still has not made the field. No, I mean, well, I'm, I'm I'm getting a petition out to be honest. That's it. We want silly Willie. We so, do. That's all we <laughs> ask. Like, just give him a go. <laughs> I mean, you can't be any worse than Sue Cook and uh, Paul McKenna will make you thin. Like, <laughs> Dream team. <laughs> it's, um, it's questionable at best, isn't it? Um, and, and Sid already still gets like 90 minutes worth of football. It's just, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's an achievement for him just to last 90 minutes without pulling a hamstring or something. He's usually <laughs> yeah, he's the, a bit of a strange character, isn't he? He's usually the, fir- he's the first to get injured with, with something. Um, yeah. I enjoyed uh, on the penalty when Visser obviously knows he doesn't take the pen, so while he's lying on the deck, he desperately tries to swing a foot at the ball to put it in. <laughs> I mean, you know. Nah, natural instinct. Well, this is it. it. From what I've seen, I thought Brentford missed Tony. Yeah, well. I, I don't know what's going on with him. He's, I know he's well, suspended, yeah. but he's under investigation, isn't he? Well, Brentford gave nothing away with their statement about him. It was, oh, uh, it was, a, it was a classic read from start to finish for me. Was it like, like three words? Yeah, 
it was barely worth the, uh, the, the, the the bandwidth it took up. Like it was just a total waste of time. But uh, I guess it's probably just a, a legal thing to pacify various people. Um, surely, um, if he's been betting on his own team or other teams, I would imagine he would face a ban. Um, I think it's safe to say he won't be in the Gareth Southgate squad on Thursday. Well, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Thursday, like, yeah. Oh, is it well, Thursday? Yeah, yeah. That's a red letter yeah. day. It does make you wonder if, he, if, if they got tipped off when he was in the squad and that's why he didn't even get in the field. Because Possibly. Then, yeah? I mean, you, sure, you'd be thinking if you're Southgate, couldn't you have told me like half an hour before I announced the squad oh, in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not all, yeah. Um, I'm just speculating, I, I, of course, but it just... You can't tell yeah. me that that's only just sprung up. Like, no, definitely not. I, I don't think he would have went anyway. Like, but he's well, definitely no, not yeah. going now. <laughs> he's definitely not going now anyway. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, I mean, we don't need another bookie on the team, do we? Like, presumably that that role has yeah. already been taken. So. But yeah, I, I think Brentford would obviously miss him. Um, do uh, we have any hope for Nottingham Forest? I think they've. I feel like they play a rubbish team at home every week and they never win. So like later in the season when they're going to be like relying on these games, they're going to have very difficult opponents to play. Well, they beat Liverpool at home the other week. Oh, I say rubbish opponents every week. Um, <laughs> Stole me, Joe. Uh, um, I mean, I'm probably wrong, but I just I don't feel like they. You know, they've had to run like the gauntlet really, um, and they seem to. I mean. If they're going to stay up, teams like Brentford at home, you're going to have to try and beat. Um, the team, the squad's not not bad at all, really, on paper. It's just how on earth you're going to get them to gel. I mean, they're they're definitely going to go out and sign another 10, 11, 12 players in January, aren't they? Or sell 10 or 11 players. <laughs> it, I think it, they made a, you know, strides for the improvements at home by dropping Jesse Lingard. So, you know, they're not, he's clearly not absolutely brain dead. Um, but he did come on, so, you know, all's not forgiven, Steve. I mean... <laughs> you, look at some of, you look at some of the teams they've played at home already, like Fulham, um, Bournemouth, they lost the both of them. They only drew with us when we still had Gerard in charge and weren't playing well at all at the time. Obviously dropped two points against Brentford again. It's, there's, there's a lot of home games they've had already where you'd really be thinking we need to pick up points here in these games and they haven't done it. Yeah, I think they'll struggle. Like, I, I think out of all the teams up, you, you look at, you probably think, yeah, you, you probably will go down. But, you know. It's the Premier League and it's terrible, so... Yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might just all click into place for them, it's not, you know, after the yeah. World Cup. Well, yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you now, who do you think is more likely to stay up, Forest or Bournemouth? I would, I would say Forest, purely looking at the two squads available to them. I'd say Bournemouth. Just, I, don't, I, I really want Forest to go down. <laughs> Well, I think there's a fair chance both will go down, but uh, we'll see. I mean, that only leaves one more place, and that's great for that's great for me. Ah, from, your, from, your point, <laughs> from your point of view, I'm delighted. Um, the final game of the Saturday three o'clock was Wolves two, Brighton three. 
Um, who had this down as a five goal thriller? <laughs> I mean, I thought there was a possibility of five goals just in that Wolves <laughs> contributed two of them. Well, who saw that coming? So, Wolves, um, oh, Brighton took the lead through Adam Lallana, still going, who knew? Um, Guedes equalised shortly thereafter. Uh, Neves penalty put them ahead. Uh, Matoma um, equalised for Brighton on the stroke of half time. There was still time for Semedo to get sent off for, again, denying obvious goal opportunity. Uh, and then Pascal Gross won it late on for Brighton. Um, Wolves have appointed Lopetegui starting next Monday. Stick to their word, we're not hiring a man before the World Cup break. We'll hire him a day after the World Cup break. <laughs> 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 uh, hire a man who, who, who already rejected them yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. So obviously he wanted more money. <laughs> So, well, it's an odd yeah. move, isn't it? Like, he's essentially wasted four or five games of his own time to try and save them. Because um, they haven't got any better under uh, under Steve Davis. Um, they, at least they scored some goals here for the first time. I think, I think I said it was the first time they scored two this season. That sound oh, right? Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, really. Um, their seventh and eighth goals of the season. Um... Firstly, then Brighton, um, two wins in a row for De Zerbe, having obviously endured a rough start. They're now above Chelsea in the table, which is probably very satisfactory um, <laughs> for everyone out of Brighton persuasion, but also probably means that Chelsea will appoint De Zerbe next week. Uh, <laughs> I, to be fair, like you say the rough start, results-wise, yeah. But mm. I mean, and it's just you know classic. What we how many times we say this about Brighton? But they had played well in the majority of those games that they, they just haven't got got the results in. So it's um you know it's 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 not it's not so much unnecessarily surprised now that they've sort of picked up a couple of wins because they had been playing well. So it's just um yeah they've you know they're, they're sort of ticking along as nicely as I sort of expected them to, really. I mean, I didn't know much about the manager before he came in, but you kind of, you get the feeling that Brighton are, just, are that type of club that, you know, you know how Swansea used to be when they mm. first came up, where yeah. like, we've got a set way of playing and we have managers that are going to fit that, and it looks like that, that that's just what they've done again. Yeah, didn't, when Swansea put Michael Laudrup, I'm the, um... Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> was he the manager when they won the League Cup? Was that somebody he else? Was indeed, he yeah. was, yeah. Goodness me. He was. What a, what a time that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right, Brighton are always, you know, you kind of, you know what you're going to get to a degree. Um, it's just whether they can actually, you know, make that play transform into goals, which has obviously always been the problem for them. Um They've got three of them here, and they got the win. Um, for Wolves, I guess they're going to stay up if they can find someone who can score them goals regularly, do we think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I really it, do. Well, the, the theory behind that statement <laughs> is true. Hmm. I would I would worry that where they're going to find that, because Wolves, I from sort of bits and pieces out here, sort of living around the area from you know, stuff that you read around local journalists and speaking to a few mates of mine are Wolves fans. I think they're in a bit of financial difficulty. I don't think they've got... Oh. Yeah, I don't... And the whole 
<clears throat> from my other sort of little tidbits that you hear is that the sort of Mendes experiment thing is I think Mendes is starting to lose um, his interest in, in wanting to be associated with Wolves and, and getting these some of these Portuguese gems over to the club. I, I, yeah, from, from what I, I sort of hear, that I don't, I don't think there's an awful lot of money to play with. And I wonder if that was one of the reasons why um, their new manager initially turned them down. I don't know what they may have sort of said that they'll give him in January, but I don't think... To go, go and get someone who's going to come in and hit the ground running straight away to get goals... It's not going to be cheap, especially in January, because you know, the price always goes up, and especially if teams know that you're desperate for a certain type of player. So I don't, I know how easy that is going to be for them to achieve, and I, I, I maintain, like I've said for a few weeks on here now, I, I think they're in real, real trouble this season. I think they, they could well, well be one of those teams in the, the bottom three coming into the season. Yeah, I, d- I don't think they're particularly good. Um... It's when Jimenez, oh, sorry, Raul, comes back as well. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be the saviour because even when he's been playing, he wasn't the greatest as well. But he's, he's good when he wants to be. I'm not sure it's when he wants to be anymore. I think it's when his body lets him be. I think he's, he's, well, yeah, just, that's he's, he's just not been the same player since the head injury. Um, no, he hasn't. And then sort of took to go alongside that, it seems to get a lot more injuries elsewhere now, um, yeah. which isn't that unusual when players we know for a long time. But uh, all of it doesn't help them get any sort of rhythm back, um, which is obviously what he needs. Um, uh, is he injured at the minute? I'm, uh, I can't remember, is, what, yeah. I can't remember what happened to him now. Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot's going to hinge on uh, on his return, um, and if they can get anyone else in, um, they got huge money for for Gibbs White. Um, I think we spent it all on um, uh, Nunes, Nunes um, who looked a decent player in his first few weeks, and he seems to have gone very quiet ever since. He's injured. Oh, is he? Ah, good, good, good. <laughs> and he spent quite a bit on that Guedes, who hasn't been great either. And well, he scored here. Well, he scored here, but we said at the time like they already had like about four. The same player. Inverted winners, whatever you want to call them. I know Neto was very badly injured at the minute as well, which obviously won't help matters. Um, they are the club who probably need the break more than anybody else uh, because they're just a shambles, really. Didn't he sign a striker, didn't he? He got injured like yes. the day after. Yeah, the, uh, is, is he Bosnian? Um, That's they got, it, yeah. They got him from Wolfsburg, I want to say, but yeah, he played 45 minutes and did his ACL. So Yeah, that's him done. That's bad. I mean, that's bad luck, really. I know. <laughs> whatever whatever yeah. way you look at it, sigh, don't laugh. But... Um, <laughs> That's uh, it. Can't really help that, can you? No. But you kind of with also you sort of you look at obviously the problems they've got going forward. But it, it sort of if you make the decisions to get rid of Cody to yourselves and then Donker to us, a bit more baffling because they were like mainstays and very important players to Wolves for you know all the time they've been in the Premier League and because you, 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 you can't. It makes you wonder what's what's going on sort of behind the scenes that that they that they allowed them to to go and and not get any replacements in for them. It's, it's just all it's just all very odd what's going on there. 
Well, speaking of strikers, I've just read a quote here because I didn't close down the match report of Jose Brighton, and it says Adam Lallana has been talking to match of the day because, of course, he would. Um, I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> if we want a striker as good as Danny Welbeck, then we need to spend 80 to 90 million, in my opinion, in the English market. <laughs> wow. Ninety million, not pence. Not <laughs> yen. It's <laughs> one of the oddest quotes I've ever heard of my life. Wow. Danny, no goals this season. Welbeck, eighty, to, bench. 80 oh. to ninety million. There, there needs to be a serious uh, rethink of these concussion rules. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Right, get 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 uh, soon. Get soon. I can sort out the budget of these players. That's insane. Uh, when, 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 I, when I was watching Match of the Day and I heard that, I genuinely had to rewind to make sure I, I, I was listening properly because I was like, I'm sort of, you know, you're half asleep, half watching. And I kind of thought, that, I'm sure he just said Danny Welbeck, but he can't have meant it. He can't have said that. And I, I could not believe it. 80 yeah. to 90 million pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's... For a striker, as good... Not even better. As good, <laughs> as good as good as Danny Welbeck. My goodness. I'm sure they're all queuing around the block to sign him. <laughs> they're definitely not. Wow. Right. Anyway. The final game of Saturday. So Everton host Leicester City. Mm. Uh, and Leicester won 2-0. Carl is over the moon with this and is going to give us the full analysis right now. What went wrong, Carl? Yeah, we didn't turn up. Simple, that would, literally uh, simple as that, we didn't that, turn up. That would do it, yeah. Um, <laughs> strangely enough, though, we had a chance in, I think it was like the first couple of minutes, um, a wall we should have scored, and I've watched it back five times since, and it 100% should have scored. But after that, no, we, we were dreadful. We were absolutely dreadful. Leicester... Didn't particularly. I mean, everyone was saying how good they were. I didn't. I didn't really see it myself. Um, Barnes and Madison, Tellemans, three of them were good. Um, Madison is one annoying, annoying man. He is annoying he? little man as mm. well. I mean, he's just an idiot. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's absolutely quality on the ball, but he's an absolute dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um. He was playing up to the fans, doing the, like he put. He got the ball and and put it well over the corner flag, and then glanced at the Gladys Street, and I was like, "What are you doing? Just get on with the game. It's nil nil, and you've got a corner, and you're dicking around with the crowd. This is why no one likes you, you little Tory bastard." <laughs> um, um, it's it's just oh, he's a, the 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 so annoying Leicester, but. Great goal, White Elements. Great goal. Probably, if you look, if you look back at it, the defending was was very suspect. Um, and then after Calvert-Lewin should have scored, and then went off injured. Happy days. <laughs> then just a guy Gay went off injured, and then Onana went off injured. Well, that's a shame. I mean, <laughs> very good. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, I mean, come on, three injuries, and don't get me wrong. There's a, 
a big break coming soon, but we seriously need to win. I'm not really too asked if we lose tomorrow and win Saturday because we're, we're in desperate need of a win. The fact is we just cannot score goals. It's it's becoming more and more apparent. And how Damari Gray stays on the pitch for 90 minutes is absolutely beyond me. He is absolutely terrible. And Anthony Gordon is just as bad. I do feel like we've just... got the stage now where it's like... The definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it to work. And in Lombard's case, that's playing Damari Gray and Anthony Gord every single week. It's it's just it's like Dwight McNeil didn't have the worst game. I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a great game, but he he wasn't terrible. He he's for a winger, he's slow, and that's a that's a bad thing, obviously. <laughs> but he's got a, he's got half a brain, and that's more than them two put together. Um, he's got ability, hasn't he? As well. He's like, got ability. He is, he's he's got... Te- technically, he's, yeah. he's a good player. And then we go, it's got to be Gray and take Gray off for Gordon or whatever, or just take Gray off and leave him. Um, and he takes McNeil off and like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, oh, it was just, it was a catalogue of just rubbish. Um, so what what's what's the sort of general mood and opinion around Lampard and where you think the season will go? Like, because obviously you go to the games and obviously I'm assuming you go to like the pub before or afterwards and have a chat with your mates. What's the sort of general feeling amongst the fans? Um, I think it's half half now. Um, I don't want him out, but I wouldn't be too bothered if he went. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, get what I'm you not, mean. I, I, as a, oh, he's clearly a nice fella, but we've had nice fellas and they nearly took us down. So, yeah, it's not, it's not a case of he's, you know, he's, he's going so drastically wrong that you think you think you might he needs to go, he needs to go. But there's a feeling that you could do better. But I don't know who we get. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not 100% on Lampard out at all. I oh said, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we should sack him. The only thing I will say is, like, the, the, we made a comment about the teams around us. Wolves have just changed the manager. Southampton will come on to them, but they've just changed the manager. Bournemouth will probably change the manager. I'm not saying just because Owen oh, and Villa changed the manager. Obviously, just these four teams aren't are changed the manager. It doesn't mean we should. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they're gonna get inverted commas this manager bounce and possibly leave us behind. I mean, we've got we've got to go to Bournemouth and beat them, and everyone will be like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll beat them." How? We're not. We can't score. We scored eleven goals in the league, and one game we scored three. <laughs> so, yeah, Bournemouth are considered 32. So, I mean, if anyone's going to let you have a chance, it's probably yeah. them. Which which is fair enough, but, I mean, who's scoring? I mean, Cavalu- it looks like Cavaloon has shagged again. <laughs> and uh, apparently this, he's, this is going to be a common theme now. He, he, he's going to be injured every other week, apparently. Um, Morpé started relatively okay, and now he's just, he is a Brighton cast-off now. Because you can see, you can see it in him. He, he can't lead the line on his own. It, it's just impossible for him. 
Mm. Um, and the continuous playing out of form wingers. If you, if we've got out of form wingers, here's an idea: don't play them. <laughs> and I know we haven't. Uh, someone made a horrible comment, and and I actually uh, like agreed with them. And Josh Townsend would walk back into this team. I, I nearly I was like, this this is how depressing it's getting. And Josh Townsend's got half a leg. <laughs> it's just. If if we're going back and thinking, oh yeah, we've got Andros Townsend coming back, just close the doors. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Is he still um, injured, Townsend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he should be back in the new year. Nah, but he's, he's going to the World Cup to commentate. So I mean, he's obviously taking his rehab seriously. Taking <laughs> <laughs> everything seriously, Glenn. <laughs> but on on that, I, I just on that. I'm not. I'm not saying it's panic station. But it's not great. Yeah, it, we've we've got to beat Bournemouth and be on the phone to any striker in the world to to come and sign for us because we won't be able to. Our top goal scorer has got three goals. Three. As many as three. And it's Anthony Gordon as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, well. Just to, just to rub salt, salt in the wound, <laughs> but it's it's just not good enough. It's it's really not, and it's it's a testament to where we're at. I mean, like going back to what I was asking about Lampard, some of the things he does I actually do agree with, but a lot of it I don't. Um, he, and we we made a comment on here a couple of weeks ago. I think Dave made the point. He's, he's good at what he does because of what he's been given, but now it's starting to show what we actually have is actually not good enough. So. I don't know. Mm. We need to go to Bournemouth and beat them. It's simple as that. I think you will. I think you've got too much experience to not. Um, it'll, not be, it'll not be pretty, but I think you'll grind out a 1-0 win. We never win there, ever. Um, I've seen us go 3-2 off with no minutes left and still draw. <laughs> um, when Stanislas... Oh yeah, yeah well, uh, yeah. he's probably still there. Oh, do you probably just put him on just? Oh, <laughs> well, we live in hope of that. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> you never know. Well, well, we played them tomorrow in the cup as well. So. Oh yeah, it's uh, fun times for the Blues. Ethel Cup. We've got Crystal Palace on Wednesday. I'm going. I can hardly wait. I'm not going to Bournemouth. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I think we got an allocation of about ten. <laughs> Tickets on the gate then. Yeah. Um, let's leave that. Like, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't be too bothered if we lost. So, well, obviously I would, but I'd take the win in the league over. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. You've got bigger things to worry about. I think. I think so. Well, to be fair, so they probably think the same, like, but they they seem the the type of daft team that will play like the full strength team on Tuesday <laughs> and expect us to do the same on 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 Saturday. So yeah, well Lampard's basically said he's gonna have like three or four under twenty one players on the bench, if not one of them might start. So, oh well, I mean he can dive already. He's right, Frank. <laughs> they could be worth a go, you'd think. Yeah, and <laughs> stri- strikers put them all on. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, um, there's a lad who scored like a, a bag full in the under twenty ones, and it's you know what's what's the worst can that, that can happen? Well, what's the worst that can happen? Fair point. 
let's uh, leave Saturday behind and move on to Sunday. Uh, where champions elect Arsenal won one nil at Chelsea. <laughs> um, I had a discussion with someone at work today where I said that Chelsea were rubbish here and Arsenal had them an arm's length throughout. And he said, I thought Chelsea were decent um, and had their spells in this game. Who's right and who's wrong? Simon. You're, I think you're right. <laughs> I, Good. Uh, I, I, yeah, I watched this game in the pub before our game and um, yeah, really, really impressed with Arsenal. I mean, kind of, your point about Chelsea was... I I think it's what I think I might have said it last week or we, I think we we definitely said it on this pod that I don't think they've actually been that good for for, for pretty much all season really mm. they, they haven't looked great and yesterday Arsenal I, I I thought they were in complete control from start to finish um, maybe didn't pepper. Chelsea's goal with you no know, brilliant chance after brilliant chance, but at no stage watching that game did, did I ever think there was going to be anything other than a, an Arsenal victory. And one nil, you can look at that and think, oh, that's, you know, maybe they've just doggedly ground out uh, you know, a tough away win. But I actually thought you, you watch the ninety minutes. You know, if that if had finished two or three nil, I think that would have been a fair reflection for me on on the difference between the two teams. I, I thought Arsenal would completely dominated that football match. Yeah, well, that's how I saw it. Uh, Carl, do you see this? Yeah, there's actually, yeah. Um, just back home, what Simon said there, I was very impressed with Arsenal. I was more impressed with them celebrating round Aubameyang when they scored. That was <laughs> I mean, fair, fair play to them. Can we just talk about what Cucurella is actually doing for their goal? <laughs> why, is he hug- why is he hugging them? Maybe he's a really good cuddler. Maybe he smelled nice. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, they're, 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 they're surely two more logical explanations than he thought that's the best way to defend. <laughs> because... I, mean, I, I watched it. Uh, was, it Ian, was it Ian Wright? Was it Ian Wright? He turned around and just went, what's he doing? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even get onto that when it first went in. The, the, um, ap- yeah. the absolute... <laughs> Highlight of this game for me was uh, Jermaine Janus saying that um, Granit Xhaka had matured and he didn't get himself involved in nonsense anymore. And less than two minutes later, <laughs> Granit Xhaka nearly wrestled, I think, with Shalabar to the floor over um, who was going to take a goal kick and when. It was just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what was what really struck me watching this game, like looking at Chelsea? The average. Oh, I, well, yeah, and, but I was thinking. They spent a quarter of a billion pounds on transfers this summer. On who? Where, where did that money go? Because I'm looking at that and think, like, I genuinely cannot work out where well, how they spent that much money. Koulibaly cost... Half of it on Fafana. Uh, him and Koulibaly between them must have cost... A lot. A fair, a fair whack of that. And, well, one of them is injured forever and the other one can't, can't, doesn't seem to like playing in England, so it's a downer for them. Um... I look at Chelsea and I just think they've made themselves far worse. Like everything we were worried about Potter seems to be actually what's happening. Where he's he's gone in there as though they're Brighton. He's like, right, Sterling, left wing back, Cucurella, left centre half for you, and like all these like fluid positions he played with Brighton with these players who, to be fair, were kind of bought in to do that and were used to it. They could do it. 
this Chelsea lot, they just seem very disjointed. Like they don't seem to really know what the, what the game plan is, and as a result, there's just no game plan at all. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the bench. Not a good bench, that. Um, Kovacic, Pulisic is overrated for me. That's Zakaria that I forgot even existed. Ziyech, they could do with him, actually. Well, I don't get it. Like, they spend a fortune on all these... Like, Ziyech himself got about 60 million, didn't he? Like, yeah. he, he wasn't yeah. cheap. He didn't get a minute. It's... it's, it's it's like you said, it it sounds it looks like they haven't got a game plan and that's really strange considering who their manager is. <coughs> yeah, but it's all it's almost like they've done the opposite of what Brighton did, where Brighton, you know, are are running such a way that everyone knows how the club is run, how the players that 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 sign that club, they're all you know, chosen very carefully to fit into that in the same way the managers are chosen very carefully to fit into how they want. The Chelsea, they just because of how they have operated for so long, and you know it has been successful. But they they do get these periods every two or three years where it almost gets to a stage where the squad has become so sort of misshapenly put together by a selection of managers that mm-hmm. it takes a year or two to sort of clear it out again. But the the worry this time is that you know 10 5 10 15 years ago when they were doing that there was only two or three teams that really had money that could compete at the top level no, of the premier league now, that's it the, the, the premier league now is even to like four or five years ago is so different with the amount of the money that some teams have and the level of players that some teams have and there's, you know at the start of the season i think i'd probably have chelsea maybe i definitely had them finishing in the top four I don't know. I, I, you, obviously, you wouldn't write them off. He's still far too early in the season too. But I think they're going to have a job on their hands too, finishing the top four. Because another thing you looking at them is, I don't see much of a goal threat in that team. No, I was going to say that. The Abamyang thing hasn't worked at all, has it? Yeah. What? And that was always a massive gamble for me anyway. Yeah, I mean, he seemed fairly obviously past his best late, didn't he? You're looking at the team and how much money do you spend? And you're telling me that Trevor Chalabar is the best centre half you can find. I mean, come on. Yeah. He, he's garbage. As Bilaqueta, as is others day, Cucurella's overrated for me. Thiago Silva's their best defender by some distance, and he's 90. <laughs> I've, said this, I've said this a few times on this pod. If they didn't have Thiago Silva, they'd be near the relegation zone. Honestly, oh yeah, he's he's single-handedly holding that defense together, which, as you say, is incredible when you think of how much they've spent. Um, and I mean, as you say, Trevor Shalabar should be on loan at like Luton or something. Nah, I, <laughs> like, he, he he might get better, but for me, he's, he's nowhere near the level of a, a, a top six club. But is he better than Kula Bali? Surely not. Well. Even if he's, I mean, even if he's somehow not, right? Let's pretend we live in a parallel universe where Trevor Shalabar is a better bet than Koulibaly. Surely you would still play Koulibaly to try and get him better. <laughs> he's, he's not going to improve sitting on the bench. <laughs> it, it's so, yeah, Sutton really doesn't sit right with this Chelsea team. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's hilarious. But I think, that, yeah, I think they'll struggle with top four, like, especially if they continue to play these players who are just 
Loftus Cheek. I mean, I know. How's well, he games? Well, that's the other thing. Like, how's this happened? We said this before. Like, he's been farmed out on loan so many times, and now somehow he's come back, and like he's seen off all sorts of players to take a regular spot in this team. And it's, it's just bizarre. Yeah. I'd, I'd... I mean, is he any worse? Is Ross Barkley any worse than Loftus Cheek? Is he still unemployed, or did he go to Nice? No, he went to Nice. Of course he did. Well, why, why, yes. why would he not? Why would he not why do that? Not? Yeah. Yeah. But it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not being. Oh, they should have kept Ross Barkley. But yeah. you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross shouldn't be there because Ross Barkley's not there either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was in the case that Chelsea had to keep one of them. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, gone to the red, maybe they did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's strange. And the Sterling thing hasn't worked out, and I generally thought he'd, he'd be good for them, to be honest. I thought he'd be, uh, be a good signing for them. He's getting absolute pelters every week now, but I, I just feel like he is totally lost. Like, yeah. he's, he's the only one of that front, well, whatever they play, who has any sort of pace. He sort of... Stuck working with people who were very slow. Like Havertz is a good player, but he's like, what's he's his position? What, what's, yeah. what's, what's his position? Like no one really knows. He's just a good footballer. Um, Aubameyang, as we said, probably not at his best anymore. Um, Mason Mount, very good, but not exactly rapid across the turf. Um, They'd have been better off keeping hold of Timo Werner, and you've had Werner and Sterling wide of saying Aubameyang. At least, okay, Bamiang obviously he's, he's, you know, he's past his best, but you'd have two rapid players down the wing that would that would have helped. I don't, I don't think that Werner was bad. I think yeah. he's got a bit of a raw deal at them. I, I think, think he's he was, a good player. I think he was totally misplayed. Like he spent most of his time at Leipzig playing as like a sort of left forward, a bit like Salah Lofo, but on the left. Um, and he was never really given that opportunity at Chelsea. He was always played as like a a one up front type deal. Yeah, and it, yeah. uh, you know, I think the well as Chelsea always do, they seem to cast players aside very quickly um, for half the price they paid for them. Just the way they where they operate. I, I totally forgot he still got Lukaku. Is he in Milan? I was in with this earlier today. Actually, like you never you never hear about him anymore. He's, he he hasn't been getting games for Inter either. It's Fan, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm all for it. He's a penis, but um, it's mad. And like you said, um, they're in desperate need of a striker. Wouldn't you just say, oh, come on, come on, Romelu, come back January and we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, <laughs> with, with Graham Potter in charge, they could sign absolutely anybody. Like, Are they getting uh, that Leipzig lad? Oh. Are they getting that lad from Leipzig, that Nkunku? Oh, Nkunku, I mean, he's... Oh, yeah, is that like the end of the season, though? I thought it was in January, but oh, I might well, be wrong. Well, either way, he's a, he's a good finisher. Um, and that's exactly what they need. Yeah, well, maybe that'll be the answer. Um, it's a more money, though. Other than that, though, every single World Cup game is like a scout mission for Graham Potter. Like, they'll end up with <laughs> a, an Ecuadorian left-back. They'll have a Costa Rican centre-forward. <laughs> you, you just wait and see. Like, every single game is, a, is a, an opportunity for, for Graham. Um, I'm going to go off-script slightly in the order of the games. I'm going to leave ours, Sai. And obviously Newcastle too. After we've done this this other filler game, um, which is West Ham two, Crystal pa- oh, sorry West Ham one, Crystal Palace two. Um, I didn't expect Palace to be tenth in the table, and yet they are. Can anyone explain how? No idea. 
No, when you when you said to me um, before we start recording that they're two points off six, I I honestly thought that that you'd had some sort of stroke, and I had to have a look at the table myself. I that. Well, I mean, we've literally spent the last few weeks saying, yeah, you know, yeah, they they're playing all right football, but they're not getting any results, and now they're ten two point two points off six. It's I've no explanation whatsoever, honestly. <laughs> Of how bad Evan have been this season, we absolutely wiped the floor with Palace. It, we could mm. beat them out six 0 Yeah, <laughs> and there to oh, it's just whatever. <laughs> ah, well, it just goes to show that if you turn up on the day, you know, uh, from most teams in the league, really, they're all beatable on the day. Like it's it's just an absolutely insane season that probably no one wants to have a break from. But uh, well, maybe some teams do, but. Um, it's been uh, well. It's it's been it's been very enjoyable as a oh, obviously not a neutral, but we're watching most of the games. I'm a neutral. Um, I don't know how Palace are tenth, but they seem to fully deserve this win. I don't think West Ham were particularly great here. I don't think West Ham have been particularly great all season. To be I honest, have they? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if their owner's been moist during the break. Uh, no, I think he bores himself. A bit of time, just for uh, the simple fact that he took them quite a while, um, by far in Europa, possibly. But they're not playing well. They're really not. They're only they're only above us on goal difference. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and they spent a bit of money this summer. That's it. And I just I just think they've got the type of owners who um, they thrive on the limelight, don't they? Like if they have the opportunity to bring in. Let's say let's be stupid and say Pochettino, right? Now I'm not saying oh, it'll be him, but let's say a manager of significant clout. Yeah. Like I always feel like they they kind of like feel like they're doing Moisey a favour because like he you know he saved them relegation that time and um they binned them off for, for Pellegrino and then brought them back. Um, I just always feel like if there's someone better out there, they just go and get them. Um, and I think they sit what two points with the relegation zone. Yeah, same as us, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they went and freshened things up. I'll tell you Shit. what, would 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 if West Ham bin Moyes, do you reckon we'd build Lampard and get Moyes <laughs> That would <coughs> not surprise me, honestly. And then West Ham <laughs> West Ham point Lampard. <laughs> oh imagine. Let's do a swap deal, boys. <laughs> I think that's probably quite unlikely. He uh, didn't leave there. Most but... unlikely I'd say. <laughs> West West Ham have got Leicester at home next weekend. And yeah, if, if they lost that, I think you might be right. I mean, I, I saw uh, on Sky Sports News earlier, it'll think come up saying uh, you know, Sky Sports News understands that Moyes' job is not under threat, and hmm. you know, he screams of the uh, the old classic voter confidence from the board thing, doesn't it? Been next week. Yeah, but they had the kids. I mean. Yeah, looking at the tables, what? Yeah, the two points off the relegation zone. It's not. I mean, well, I was going to say it's not beyond the bounds of possibility they could be in the bottom three. It would, they, I don't think they could because obviously Everton and Bournemouth can't both overtake them. But um, yeah, they, they, if they, if they go into that international break, you know, one or two points still off the relegation zone on the back of a defeat to Leicester. Yeah, there could be something in that. 30, in the last 32 games, we've won 10. That's not a terrible record. No. Nah. It's not great, though, is it? Like, that'd be 30 points. No. Um, 
I mean, I think, Carl, you make the good point that I think he's, in theory, you'd like to think he's built up enough credit in the bank to, to be given a bit more time. It's, it's just whether they think having spent a bit of money in the summer to improve the squad, but it, they'd it, be it, expecting better results. They've smashed it in that. I know it's only the conference league, but haven't they won all six? Didn't they win all six of their games? Yeah, but they've been playing against... Uh... Scam United. Well, yeah. no, not teams of great quality, shall we say. I mean, they played it under fours against whoever they played on Thursday and won at, at a canter. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, oh, take, yeah, nothing, take, the group, Jesus Christ. I mean, take, yeah. take, take nothing away from them for getting through with maximum points, but I think they're one of the better teams in the Conference League, which kind of sums it all up, really. Yeah. Hey, Nisa, in there. Well, it's, it's the, the Premier League rejects eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's just everyone's rejects eleven. Needs the crazy team, anyway. But it, I mean, I, I can't see them sacking Moyes, but there is something amiss. And as Simon said before, um, they have spent a bit of money, um, and they did. Them, them two owners who are actually lunatics. Uh, they, will want to, they will want to return on it, won't they? Yeah, the, the, their owners are absolute tossers as well. Oh, the Dilbers. The Dilbers, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, that's just my speculation of the week. I mean, having also speculated that Wolves would point Ronaldo a few weeks ago. Maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe we won't read too much into that, but yeah. we will see. Uh, right, Sai, your time has come. Um, on Sunday, you witnessed Aston Villa 3, Man United 1, in the first home victory over Man United since 1995. Wow. Yes. Yeah, a long, long time coming. And, oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate Man U so, so much because, well, for many reasons, but mainly because the last 27 years watching us play them at Villa Park in the Premier League. The the amount of times, I genuinely, I was saying today before we started recording, off the top of my head, I can think of at least four occasions where we've been 2-0 up against them. We've like 10, 15, 20 minutes to go, and I've lost the game. So you just, it's always the hope that kills you against United. <laughs> so to finally do it was brilliant. And I mean, we fully deserve the win from the first moment to the last, we, we were in complete control of that game. I mean, United weren't great, but we didn't allow them to be good. They, they couldn't be because we, we were just so on it. Um, the you, you don't want to get carried away, and I'm not going to get carried away after just one game. But you, can already, you genuinely could already see the, the difference in the way that they were playing compared to how, how we have been done. The biggest one for me was... The, like the playing out from the back. Now, obviously, like that, that's like a you know become on trend over the last few years with teams. And when we've tried to do it in the past, it's almost like we've you know the coach and staff have said to the players, "You must play out from the back." But there, ne- there was never actually any plan in place of how to do that. Whereas yesterday, uh, Mings, Conza, Martinez were happily knocking about between each other, but there was. A, there was always two or three midfield options or the full-backs would make an option. So we could allow, get United to come on to us and then then we'd play that pass forward and drive. And it was, what was really impressive yesterday was, 
for years, whenever you, you, I watch Villa, you'd always, I'd always think, how can, how can we can never pass the ball to a player who's got spikes? Yet every other opposition team that we play seems to be able to pick passes into players <laughs> with 10, 15 yards of space around them. And it's amazing that it, it sounds, this is going to sound crazy, but apparently it takes a bit of coaching and tactical <laughs> nous to do that. You, you can't just wish it to happen. No way. <laughs> I, I know, yeah, it just sounds mental, doesn't it? But the amount of times yesterday we get the ball forwards to Buendia, Bailey, Ramsey or Watkins, and they'd have 10, 15 yards of space. And it's, it's the build-up beforehand, the, the passing and the movement the, the amount of times we created that space and that overload against them is unbelievable. And you, you know, the, the, I think the 12, 11, 12 games we played under Gerard this season, we scored seven goals. We've now scored seven goals in our last three games since he's gone. <laughs> so re- read into that what you will. But yesterday we, uh, we, we just dominated from start to finish. Bailey was outstanding. Took his goal really, really well. Jacob Ramsey was was brilliant and sort of back to his best. He's, he's not quite been at it this season, but he was superb yesterday. Won the free kick, which is expertly put away. And scored a really good goal himself. United, I mean, their goal came from just the most ridiculous of deflections. But other than that, they never, never, ever looked like they were going to get into the match. And normally, over the years when we've played them, when they've pulled the goal back against us, you've like everyone in the ground knows what's going to happen. But you just never got that feeling yesterday. Mings and Konza were excellent at the back. Then Donker was was superb once again. I, I really I don't get why Gerard signed him and then just refused to play him. It's just really, really hard. Two two of the last three games. Um he he's been excellent. And yeah, it's just he's really, really Really impressive. It, not not just the win. Obviously, you know, big win like that against United is is going to be it's going to please you. But it's it's the way we played and how comfortable we looked throughout the match. And Emery, for the whole game, you could see was constantly barking out instructions, and the players were taking them on board. So it was just it was just a brilliant brilliant day. And Emmy Martinez is the absolute king of shithousery. There, there were three three, three different types of it yesterday. There was an occasion where the ball went through to him and he did a couple of headers in his own box before picking the ball up. He, uh, he had the mind games for the, the uh, Luca Dean free kick where he came running out to the halfway line to... I don't know what... I don't know if he was trying to... Some pit fans are saying that he was trying to reposition the wall that we were putting up to try and block De Gea. I think he was just getting in De Gea's head. And then there was an occasion the second half where I think they um Malanga is it? The the winger came on for yeah. United. He uh he ball came through to him to get ahead and Martinez thought right I can get the ball here and completely clean this fucker out as well. So there was showboating, there was mind games and there was physical shit from Martinez which which I'm which I'm here for all the time. And the only things on United that I'd say is Donny van der Beek, I don't know, I don't know how he got got start all of a sudden. That that was a real shot to see on the team sheets. I know that uh, was really odd. Um making Ronaldo captain. <laughs> extremely odd. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Two, three weeks ago he was walking out the stadium before the game had finished. 
And the final point, I don't know if, because I didn't show it on Match of the Day, so I don't know if either of you two would have seen anything from any clips on Twitter, but Lissandro Martinez, how he escapes a red card for elbowing Bailey three yeah, times that, yeah. in the stomach in the space of four seconds. He tweeted now, about it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but like... You, you, I look at because I that was at the other end of the pitch, so I couldn't really see what happened. And my mate who was watching the game at home texted me, drawing the map, saying, "Wait until you see like what Miners did to Bailey." And when I did, when I saw it last night, I, you kind of thought, makes you think to yourself, well, "What is the point of VAR at times?" But it doesn't matter. We won, and I'm just yeah, apps really, really, really excited now to see see how how we'll go on for the rest of the season. Excellent. Well, seems like all he needed was a proper manager all along, and uh, South's taking up to thirteenth now. Um, who do you see about this weekend coming? Uh, we're away at Brighton. Mm, right. Okay. Game, yeah, yeah. No, it should be. Yeah, that's on on Sky. I, I think that will actually be a really good game of football. Yeah, no, it should be. Should be very watchable. Um, so we'll watch that with interest and see how Villa continue to develop there. Um, Carl and add. Um, yeah, I'd, I'm going to say something that I never thought I'd say. United shouldn't have dropped Harry Maguire. That Lindelof is oh, Mate, I, I, he's, I, he's I, dreadful. I've, I've said on, on this podcast before, and I'll say it again, if I walk past him in the street, I wouldn't recognise him. That's how little impact he's had, <laughs> I think, at United, and he's been there a while. He is fucking atrocious. He's, I just don't get United's team at all there. Eh? Van der Beek, I mean, come on. He couldn't even get in he couldn't even get in a relegation threat and get <laughs> And I'm not even joking, he was shit for us. <laughs> I, honestly, we, we saw his name on the team sheet in the pub beforehand. We all looked at each other I none of us actually were could were, we all were shocked to see that he was still a Manchester United player. I could not believe he was starting. And then Ronaldo captain. I mean you, you wouldn't have even been bothered if you would have played Fred. And that's... I mean, Fred's better than Van der Beek. That guy, Nacho, yeah. don't see the big deal on him. No. Um, Dallas, he, he was poor. No, not for me. It, it, they've got a, that, that star 11 is not good. I, I was thinking that, like, after the game, I was... Cause I, I saw... Um, can't, there, was, there was some pundit was talking about the results. Can't remember who, and they were saying if you looked at the two teams on paper, Man United should have comfortably won it. They've got far better players. Wow! And I was looking at their team, and genuinely, their keeper or their back four, I, I honestly wouldn't swap any of ours for theirs. Casemiro and Eriksen, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd have you know, I'd, I'd make room for them. I think. <laughs> yeah. But then that that front four again. I'd, I wouldn't, you know, Ronaldo of a few years ago, obviously, but the Ronaldo now, I mean, he was, he was, it was a waste of time, him being on that pitch. All he did was try and fight Tyrone Mings, which, you know, I think you're a brave boy doing that. I know Ronaldo's in good shape, but Mings is a fucking monster. So, uh, but apart from that, that's literally the only thing he did. I, I agree. I don't think that's a good United team. No, I don't at all, to be honest. You look at their forward players, they, out of the what you'd call the traditional big six or top six teams. They've got that, the worst, that is, oh, without a doubt, like, by quite some distance, I think. I don't, I don't think that a Langer either. I don't think he's all that. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they probably missed that the Bruno Fernandez shouting at the ref all game. Sancho running into nothing. I mean, He's been, he, he must be one of the biggest like wastes of money ever in terms of how how much he was hyped to come back to the Premier League and how little impact he's had in Sancho yeah yeah he's been poor hasn't he I mean I I, I don't think they're all there um, and for the money they spent it's just quite funny as well well that, that was you, you mentioned the money they spent when uh, on, on the drive home from the game uh, listening to the radio and I can't remember who it was, but someone was saying that, you know, oh, they'll, they'll need to go out and, and spend some money in January. And I was thinking, they, they, they do spend money every fucking transfer window. They spend millions yeah, and millions. Yeah. They, they really do. Um, I mean, you can't polish. <laughs> I don't, I mean, there's a lot of strange things, like that Malassia came in and everyone's like, ah, oh, this kid's got it. And then he seems to be cast aside for Luke Shaw, who was apparently the problem. Um, so that's, Funny how that's turned out. Dallow's been probably decent at right back, I'd say, but still has his off days. Obviously, he's now got five yellows, so he'll miss next week. Um, Martinez, when he has a bad game, you're not to talk about it because he's adopting the league. When he has a good game, he's the best defender who's ever played football yeah. in his life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lindelof is pff, rubbish. Garbage. Garbage. Um, Garbage, yes. Uh, I mean, and Alanga, they're both very raw. wouldn't read too much into there performances at the minute um, but yeah out of nowhere Van der Beek gets a game and then obviously he didn't seem to have a very good game and I've seen my United fans saying well he was never very good anyway and like well who knows who, who bloody knows like he's never had a run of games in the entire time he's been in England and there must be a reason for it the, the, the only player of theirs yesterday who looked in any way half decent was Casemiro, when he was on the ball, his range of passing, to be fair, like, there were times, especially sort of the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, where I was looking and thinking, God, he, he is actually a really good footballer. But he hasn't, he's not got the legs he, he once had. And, you know, they, they were, from a defensive point of view, completely overran in the midfield. And it's all well and good having a good range of passing. But when you sprain out to Marcus Rashford on the right wing, it's kind of wasted, isn't it? Is Adam Wambasaka dead? <laughs> he is dead looking to be on the books of Manchester United. I mean, he's got, yeah, yeah, that, that's all I've got to say. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, he, what I don't understand about him was when he played for Palace, he was like quite a, quite a marauding right back. He got forward quite a bit. He was useful. Um, and no, he's going to Man United and it's like, if he crosses halfway, Apparently he turns into like a footballer who's never played football before and he just has to turn backwards and can't do it. So I was like, well, why was he decent in a terrible team? But we played in an attacking team and he, he's absolutely hopeless. Mm. Mm. It's just when the players just go to retire, don't you know? To be honest. I mean, there's so much, there's, I think there's so much wrong at that club. They're, like, they are a million light years away from the likes of Man City and he, even Arsenal now. I did that, which is which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Much just shows how quickly it can turn, doesn't it? But like the best players mentioned there, Casemiro was the wrong side of thirty. Ericsson's the wrong side of thirty. De Gea won't be there much longer, I think. No. Ronaldo obviously won't be there much longer. Um surprised if he makes it 
this week to be honest it's just, <laughs> it's just it's just a power struggle and it's just it's just making a mockery of it now and I'm I've always been a massive Cristiano Ronaldo fan but just just cut your losses and just go yeah you know he needs to find a club who are willing to pump balls in the box for him to, to work for him because at the minute he's, he's not going to run in behind is he, anymore. Um, no. Not in England anyway. I think he needs to go somewhere else, shall we say. Miami or somewhere. Aye, I think that'll do. <laughs> pa- pa- party in the city where the heat is on. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's, let's go to St Mary's where Ralph Hasenhutl has had his last Toby Carvery after um, the mighty, mighty Magpies went and won 4-1. Um, we didn't even play that well here. We just sort of turned up, muddled our way through, got the first goal, and then watched Salam miss two sitters, and then beat them on the counter-attack several times. Um, when Chris Woods scored little curlers against you from the edge of the box, you, you, you know your time's done. Oh, God, yeah. Your goose is cooked, so to speak. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm tough to win but uh, they were not good and we weren't brilliant we just did the bare minimum to win and it wasn't that hard to score four goals either um, did you see this I'm guessing Sarah you'd have been busy elsewhere i I seen bits of it yeah what was your take Carl? Um, this was I think this was a, an absolute Hail Mary from Ralph um, and he got it monumentally wrong show horror um, they look devoid of ideas, devoid of confidence, and pretty much devoid of everything. To be honest, um, Theo Walcott up, up front on his own is just absolutely brain dead. I think that's probably why he got sacked. Um, <laughs> that's got to contribute to Play Che Adams on the on the pitch with him and playing behind. Oh, was yeah. just, oh um, the, the whole thing was bizarre, wasn't it? Like it was a very odd. Set up. See, I'd, I've, I've said for a while that they're not good. I mean, again, we beat them <laughs> at, at their place also, and no, they're not. They're not good. And what I don't get is they, they have sacked Hassan Hassan Hootel, and he should have. He should have been sacked ages ago. But what strikes me as strange to going after the Luton manager now. <laughs> that is so odd. Like the Luton manager took over Stoke. Aye. A couple of seasons ago, and absolutely shit the bed. You did. Southampton are a bigger, bigger club than Stoke. You I know. know. You, can so, where, you can see where I'm going with this. It, it almost feels like they're preparing for a season of Championship football next year. Possibly, but what do you think they go for someone not better? Because I think Nathan Jones is actually a good coach. But wouldn't you think they go someone? Bigger, possibly. Uh, well, someone at least with Premier League experience or or, or a similar standards of experience. But this is the same club who appointed Mark Hughes as their manager about three or four years ago. So and Mark <laughs> Hughes was toast then, toast. <laughs> so I I agree. I, I when I saw that earlier, I I was really really shocked that that that's who they're looking at it just yeah it, I mean I think it's really worrying times for Southampton I if, I, if I was him I wouldn't go there but no, he will. I think 
I don't think he can turn down a Premier League job in his position, but like, no, he's done so well with Luton. Let's not take that away from. Like I say, obviously, yeah, really well. and now an, an established Championship club. Um, but as you say, the one time he's left there, Stoke were abysmal, and like. I remember seeing him on Sky when they got beat like for the hundredth time or something, and he was nearly in tears. He was like, "I've just don't know what else to do." Like, ah, well, that's, that's what you want to hear, isn't it? <laughs> Tundal back to Luton and done well, which is fair enough. It, clearly, that's his niche. Well, maybe it is. Um, and he's obviously going to rip it up, and they're going to stay up by about fifty points now. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean if, I mean, if he does, then fair, fair fucking play to him. He's obviously the greatest manager of our generation, but. Um, um, Ralph has to Will he work in England again? No. No. Joe, where I think he'll go? Where's that? Rangers. Do you have a good Toby Carvery there? <laughs> There's always a good Toby Carvery. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I think Van Bronckhorst is going to get sacked soon. I think he'll go yeah. there. Well, may he roast in peace. And, um, I, I think, j- just so just, uh, <clears throat> the last one on like, Southampton... Uh, before we, uh, you know, praise Newcastle. To be fair, the uh, you know, if you'd have heard how depressed Dave was this time last year, or this time two years ago, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he 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 deserves it. But just the only thing I would say, obviously, not. Like, I think it, you know, the time had come for Hassan Hill to go. You know, the, the tide obviously turned. But you, if you look at that squad over the last four years, Dave. They've sold a lot of good Premier League experienced players yeah, and just yeah, yeah. and just replaced them with, with kids. Yeah, a bit of, with young young lads who may go on and be decent players, but you can't you, you can't um, you can only like maybe introduce two or three players like that into a team. You can't have a whole back four and goalkeeper yeah. who never played in the Premier League before. Is so I think whilst he probably reached the end of the line with them. I, I do think that he has he has been slightly hamstrung with the way Southampton have, have done business over the last couple of years, especially. Uh, you know, I mean, watched them yesterday, I thought, you know, they really missed someone like Romeo, who wasn't the best like, footballer, but he was very good at disrupting teams. And they're just too nice now. They've got too many, as you say, young lads who want to get on the ball and there's not enough bastards in the team. And as a result, yeah. Yeah. they get, they get beat. Um so, never mind. Um, I'm happy with the win. We're third. Um, third, lads. Third. Let that let that let that sink in. Um, we've got Chelsea next week, and if we win that, my God, I'm going to be unbearable for a month. Hope you know that. <laughs> is it possible to want two teams to lose? It is. Yeah, I, I can confirm. Yes, it is, Carl. Yes. Um, both, both of them teams to lose. <laughs> Um, where are we going to finish? Are we legit top four contenders or just top seven? I think top four. I, I can't uh, believe I've just said that. <laughs> I I would agree. I think that you're you're now in contention legitimately for that. And the main, well, one of the main reasons for that is obviously you, you're playing very well at the moment and you're up there. But but well, yeah, but but come. Come January, because of the money that you've got available to you, it's not like last January where players, you know, especially good players abroad, would have still been a bit like, well, let's let's just see how this actually plays out over the next six months. If you're in that top four come January with the money 
it's going to be a hell of a lot more easier to attract some of those better players that you need. So I, I think at, at, at the moment, as, as it stands at the moment, the squads, I would question whether there's the squad depth there. You know, I think a couple, one or two key injuries at the moment, then I think you'd, you'd sort of fall away a bit from a top four. But if you get a couple of players in in January, then then I, I think you, yeah, you, you you definitely have to say that that you're in contention for for a top four spot. I can't believe we're having this conversation, but I'm all for it. It's uh... yeah. that, that's and that's and that's the point as well. Um, if you do get top four, then you'll probably stay there. Mm. Yeah, which is oh my god. I know. I feel a bit. I, I think I want to vomit my mouth. But <laughs> um, um, I mean, yeah, fair play to you. Fair play to you. Oh no, just <laughs> fair play to you as well done. The thing yeah, is, if, let, let's be honest, uh, Carl. If if Newcastle finish in the top four at the expense of a Liverpool or Chelsea or Man U, do you know what? I think I'd take that. I'm not sure, Carl would. I can say. I can. I can sense it. He's saying you'll never walk alone in his head. He's thinking, nah, you're well, welcome. Oh, <laughs> you don't know me at all, you. Ah, well. <laughs> no, honest. All joking aside, I think you'll have done really well this season and fair play to you, and, and that's, that's honestly. But you, you've got it. Are you at Stamford Bridge next week? No, it's at St James's. Ah, you'll beat them. Yeah. Uh, you just don't get beat there, really, do you? Not really. And the, um, thing, the thing is, it has a lot of vibes similar to when we played Arsenal in the last season, where like they came and they were on a bit of a dodgy run and they were just totally overawed by the press um, and the fans. And they're just is it on TV next week? Half five, yeah. Ah, oh, it's an evening kick-off. You'll have, you'll all been on the booze. Aye, uh, honestly. Sound centre. Yeah, you just, yeah. You, you go on, like it, uh, No, I'm not, sadly, but... Uh, it screams of like a, like a 3-0 Newcastle win. That's, that's what I said today. Like, it just reminds us so much of that Arsenal game in the last season where we just absolutely battered them. And it could have been yeah. seven and they had no complaints about it. Um, do me as wrong. If Chelsea turn up and figure out how they're going to play, then they'll be a different animal, but... From what I saw from them so far, I, I, I can only see one winner, which I've never thought I'd ever see in this sort of fixture, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah, I think Newcastle probably Newcastle probably struggle with the teams that they should struggle with, if that makes sense. Um, they'll probably struggle against Arsenal. Probably struggle against... Well, to be fair, you didn't str- struggle against City your place, but I think at the end, yeah, they might be... Honestly, the, the teams we struggle against are teams who sit in and defend... Yeah. And Man City obviously didn't at St James's, and we've got to got to draw off them. Um, we we aren't the best at breaking down teams who play with a deep line and don't really come out. Um, I don't think Chelsea can do that. To be quite honest with you, so I don't think they've got the players to do that. Probably not. But I mean, you know, they they as a football club shouldn't be coming to Newcastle and playing with ten behind the ball. Really, no. like yeah, I don't think they will. But I don't think Potter's. Plus his ego wouldn't let him do that, I don't think, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. But it'd, well, be inter- it'd be an interesting game. Like. No, I mean, it's a hell of a game for us to potentially go into a, a month break on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, a, that, that, that's a good 
half five fixture sky of kicks for a change like that for the change not ever for the past <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think I think that'd be it that'd be a good game for the neutrals that well let's see if it is um, we've still got one more game to talk about um, which is Tottenham 1 Liverpool 2 uh, Mo Salah with the door for Liverpool um, Harry Kane pulled one back in the second half for Spurs um, is this a surprise result or is this what we're going to expect from Liverpool against the really I, good teams they seem to turn up and they're not so good the rest of the time I fully expected Liverpool to win this game um, especially after seeing Tottenham's team as well oh, it's amazing how someone can buy so much depth in the summer and yet be left with so little after <laughs> Yeah, they've, a few they've, got, they've got a few injuries, but Jesus, they were awful here. Um, the defence was all over the show. Um, no wonder Barca let that long leg go. <laughs> right. He's terrible, isn't he? Eric Dyer, back to his best. What a header. What a header. Oh, he's, just, he's just a divvy, isn't he? Um, the whole defence was disjointed at best. Um, but... He should have had a pen. Which one was this? I'll be honest, I, I sort of had to do child stuff towards the end of this match. I missed the last half hour. What? Uh... The one with Alexander-Arnold. Oh, the little he push. Doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't like that defending lag. So is, is this the push in the first half? Yeah. On Sessegnon, yes. Uh, well, 100%. I, I was amazed more wasn't made of this because, well, within reason anyway, because if that happens anywhere else on the pitch, you go with a free kick. You can't just push someone over. Like, um, it's, and yet, it's not like it, it was a, a subtle, like little sort of shoulder charge thing. No. He's a good two yards behind him and just sticks his arm out and pushes the fucker over. And and it, it, I was, um, was gobsmacked because I didn't see the game live, obviously. So I was uh, coming back from the villa. But when I saw it, match of the day last night. I, I, I could not believe what I was watching. But like a minute later, he did the same foul outside the box, and it was a free kick and a yellow card. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it, it, it's like we were discussing the Cancelo one, mm. and we all went penalty red. Yeah, Alexander Arnold, he didn't give a fucking foul. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's consistent, just, consistent, really yeah. yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's what you come to expect with them shower, but <laughs> a Tottenham starts to fall off, possibly. They are another team who desperately need the break. I mean, they've had to they've had to play um, six pretty difficult Champions League games. Like they didn't really have a a sleeper team in their group. They had like three sort of proper European teams who that had had to battle to the very end to beat and yeah. Those six games plus obviously the the rigors of Premier League football they're just nagged under. They're uh, obviously they've lost Son to a broken eye socket, which is quite a quite a hefty injury. Um, but they just look shagged totally. Like uh, every game yeah. I watch them now, like the first half they may as well not bother. And at mm-hmm. half time, Conte gets into them and they sort of shit themselves a bit and bring on a few subs for a bit of impact. And then. Uh, I mean, to what I saw on the highlights, I, I thought I thought they looked like decent in the second half, and maybe mm-hmm. that that's just the highlights have been kind to because obviously I didn't see the game live, but they it looked like they they could have got something out of that game from from some of the chances they had. I I just didn't understand what he was playing. 
Was Perisic up front? Yes, with Kane. I mean, okay. <laughs> Aye. I mean, um, I think it was ben, lack, of, lack of alternatives. Um, ben Davis was centre-half. It's, it's a good start. Um, no. No. What I don't, what I don't get is like back in the good old days, right? If a team was short of players, they'd play someone from the youth team or the in twenty threes who would play in like their natural position and get a chance. Yeah, you know? But now they say, "Aye, they do." And I don't really get why. Yeah, it very rarely works out for them, doesn't it? Whereas, whereas you know your point of playing like you know someone from the youth team, you can get you can get yourself. You know, it's someone like Harry Kane who, who, who got his chance at Tottenham because. And had a few injuries up front, so they're like, okay, this this young lad's been out on loan, being you know a bit of a mixed bag. Let's chuck him in and see how he does. That's it. I mean, me or a striker who can actually <coughs> get a goal. I mean, that, he ended that, that Tanganga who was actually on the bench. He was okay when he came in a few times last season. Well, Mourinho used Why to play him as like play him centre half. Well, he was he likes Ben Davies like the left side of a three, doesn't he? I mean, why? I don't know. I think it was for Wales, didn't he? But like, I mean, again, that's Wales. So I don't, I don't know. Right? I'm not here to defend Ben Davies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's just bizarre. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand why Conde persists with playing three centre halves against every team he plays against. Like, it's yeah, they work once with his Chelsea team, and he's just never. Aye, but like, whether they're playing at home or Liverpool or like a home at Bournemouth, they'll be like, ah, oh, we'll get the three centre halves in, and we'll worry about the rest later. And it's like, surely you could afford to take the, hand, the, the handbrake off a little bit against some of these teams. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, well, thought, the, I thought Basuma would have done better at Tottenham as well. By the way, he hasn't set the world like the. Mm. That's it's just not the type of team where you can, is it? Like. You get zero opportunities to attack unless you're on the counter attack, and he's like probably going to be yeah. up the play at the other end. So, well, you, it, it, yeah, go on. Sorry, I was, I was just, I was just going to say your point there about uh, you know why not take the handbrake off the teams. The last two weeks when they've been two 0 down to half time in both games, and they have come out, they've looked ahead of a lot better in terms. Of, I know it's, it's different when you're losing and you're having to chase the game, but you do you do look and think. No, if you if you started with just a bit less caution, mm. you wouldn't be. You may not find yourself in that position. Yeah, yeah. But is it come to a point where if he does, by all accounts, take the handbrake off, he hasn't really got the players to do what he would need them to do? If that makes sense. Yeah, I he think hasn't got the defence to to cover his attack. Basically. Well, I I don't I don't also think that he's really got the creativity in the middle of the park to go and do that yeah they're just a gang of dogs aren't they (laughs) They it's it's their forward line is very talented when they're you know especially when they're all on form but yeah there's 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 nothing in in the middle is there at all which i'm when you think they have spent a bit of money and signed a number of players in the summer it is a bit of a surprise that they didn't think that that was an area that that needed looking at yeah. Um, yeah. Mean, when when you already had Hoybier and Benton Kerr, and you go and spend whatever it was on Basuma, like <laughs> just three of the same plays, isn't mm, it? Yeah. I mean, the, the sign, obviously the sign with Charleston, he's been injured, and even before that, hadn't really done much. Obviously, Son's out, and that Kulevsky's only just came back now, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He came good, off the bench. Good player though. He's a very good player. Yeah. Like, yeah, very good player. 
but Lucas Moura was on the bench as well. I mean, uh, he's, Moura's not he's, terrible. He's broken, though. They were saying he can't. He can barely play, like, two games in a week because of his, like, long... He's got, like, an Achilles issue, so like, he gave him, like, five minutes at the end, which is, like, a, oh, right. a, a sympathy oh, five minutes. Deadly King issue, then. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think he's basically broken. It's a broke. shame, because I agree with you, Carl. I think Moura's a good player. Oh, yeah. Like, ability-wise, he's got to be there if there's a fitness thing. But, um, yeah, I think you... The point you made, sort of, uh, right at the start of this discussion on Tottenham, Dave, they they, they, they look a team that are in desperate need of this break. Yeah, they are. And the transfer window. Yeah. <laughs> well, that rounds up this week's games. Um, do any of you have any other comments to make before we uh, round things off here? No, I'm all good. Not looking forward to this week. Well, they've got twice the fun. Got a full full round of EFL Cup games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then one more slice of Barclays Barclays pie, and then <laughs> we're, we're all off for a month. Have you have you got United again, sorry? Yeah, we do on Thursday at Old Trafford. Have you? Um, oh, that'll be on Sky, won't it? It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen uh, Chris Sutton's refusal to call Man United United? I did, yes, I did enjoy yeah, that. <laughs> so, it, so it, his new thing is whichever United is higher in the table is who we refer to as United. So, <laughs> I, I like I like Chris Sutton. I like some people don't they? No, he that's it. That. <laughs> he's just a very dry man, isn't he? Oh, um, he's a divvy. <laughs> I, I like it. I no. think he knows full well what he's up to. Well, exactly. And, no, yeah, no, and yeah, he does. But anyway, moving on, he's a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then so where can people find you on Twitter for Aston Villa fun uh, so on Twitter it's at Sire Regan and for Villa fans there's a very giddy Holtcast podcast for you to listen to if you want to discussing the weekend's victory and the website is 7500toholt.com very good and Carl Sam. Yes, still on Art and Dictionary Dean. If you want to be depressed even further being an Everton fan, thank you very much. Lovely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CM9798. Uh, or you can find the podcast on Twitter at Man on the Post. Uh, Chris and the gang will be back. Uh, I think they record Friday night for a, for a Saturday publish. Um, for extra time or whatever they call themselves these days. So tune in for that. We'll be back next week for the last show of this ilk for a while I'm sure we'll do some nonsense during the World Cup Um, but thank you all for listening and always remember to keep your man on the post